1: Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week, we'll be discussing professional gamers. Just a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, as all the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Diane Dai Tran, a professional CSGO player for CLG Red. CLG Red is an all-female CSGO team that competes against other professional teams across the globe. Dai has been a professional gamer for several years. Ty, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
1: We are glad to have you as well. So to briefly introduce the topic, we're exploring professional gamers. So these are the individuals that compete professionally, you know, individually or as part of a team against other teams. You like you know, be signed to CLG, Fnatic, FaZe Clan, Immortals, you know, any of these traditional teams and organizations. So they earn income in a variety of ways. One of the biggest areas is, you know, a player's salary. So this can range from you know as little as a thousand or two thousand a month, it could be five or ten thousand. You know, there are even some deals that are a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, or more. And recently there's been a new trend with teams actually giving some of their star players ownership interests. Like I know in the last few days, T1 gave Faker An actual ownership interest in the team. So in addition to a salary, he gets a percentage of earnings of the entire organization. You know, which depending on how well the team goes, could be substantial amount. In addition to salary, they get competitive tournament winnings. And then really any social media or streaming revenue. So if they stream on Twitch or YouTube or Mixer or any of these platforms, they can make money from the on-stream advertisements you know, any donations, tips, subscriptions, bits, you know, any of these kind of user interaction revenue streams. And then another huge area for many pro gamers has been sponsorship and brand partnerships. So whether it's as part of their team or just independent ones, this has become a new area that has become pretty lucrative. And then, you know, for the select few that have really set them apart, some gamers may be able to have their own merchandise, you know, hats and T-shirts and mugs and mouse pads that feature them on it. So now that we know a little bit more about how pro gamers earn revenue, Di, tell us a little about your past eSports experience.
2: Uh, I've been on United since I was about like 19 and we joined CLG around this around the same, I think, like year Um, I was probably like, yeah, I was probably like 20 at the time when I joined a CLG and they've been my home for the past like five years now. So I'm turning the big 25 this year. (laughs) So it's like, so it's technically my fifth year with CLG.
1: Awesome. So how did you get into professional gaming?
2: So I... As a kid, I just loved video games in general because of my brothers, So like they're about like five, so, like six years older than I am. And afterwards, I found out there was like a competitive side towards all these video games. And it really got uh, I really got into it. And basically, one of the players on UP United, which is Miss Harvey, she found me through this third party client that we use called the ACA and you know she asked me to scrim and it wasn't like a tryout or anything like that at least not in my head because i thought uh she told me like hey our fifth is out of town can you just come ring for us and i was just like yeah sure so i was just standing in for her for about like probably like a week-ish like two weeks and then all of a sudden she asked me she's like hey we really like you we want you to join the team and we want you to come to paris with us in that same very year and i was just like i was so mind blown it was insane
1: that's amazing. So like what games did you play with your brothers?
2: There's tons. Um we used to play Super Mario, we used to play We used to play a bunch of Mario on the Nintendo like 64 and like mm-hmm. we used to play so many together. I he got me into Warcraft 3 also and StarCraft. And then one of my first FPS games was Halo 2. Which me and him used to play a lot as well. I used to come home every day and just play it all the time till like I was like. I so had you were go really bed. good at Halo. Oh yeah, I was honestly Halo Two was my domain. I was like ten, but I swear to God, I was a god.
1: <laughs> I, I'm never good at those games. Halo, Golden like I'm the dude that lands and gets killed first. <laughs> but StarCraft, I do enjoy StarCraft and StarCraft Two. That was definitely in my wheelhouse.
2: Those are definitely fun.
1: So tell us a little bit more about your experience with CLG Red. How's that?
2: I love it. Um, I think this org is almost like a family, really. Uh, I think we've been so – we've been with CLG for so long now that, I mean, we can tell them anything. Uh, We directly – like. I think the biggest thing about having a good relationship with your org is being able to be open and honest with them and being able to – Tell them like, hey, this is how I'm feeling about so and so, X, Y, and Z, um, and just having that connection with your org is gonna make all the difference.
1: Great. So, what's a typical day as a professional gamer like?
2: So, I recently just started in-game leading again. Um, Emmy tried it out for a couple of months, but we figured like she didn't like it that much anymore. Um, so, I took it back. I was IGL beforehand and. Uh, it's, I think it's more work on my plate now because as an in-game leader, you have more responsibilities per se for the team. So it's a lot of, you know, you have a lot more shots, you have a lot more things to review just because you are calling the shots in game. So I guess for me, typically, our normal practice within the team is about from, it ranges from either three to eight, or 4 to 8, depending on the day. Uh, it's usually like... We usually have weekends, but I guess for me, it's like either a couple hours prior beforehand watching demos or, you know, even doing it after prep.
1: Okay, so 3 to 4 hours a day, 5 days a week, plus prep before and after, pretty much. Right. So what's so? What's kind of the difference between being a S.H.I.E.L.D. and kind of being the shot caller? Is it just a lot more time and studying, or how does that differ?
2: I mean... It's still it's still technically the same if you want to be a better player in general. I think you still need to put in that extra work just because you want to do, you know, maybe you saw like uh, a play that a pro team does and they were like, hey, let's do this too. Like, it's a really cool play and just, you know, kind of bring it onto the team. And it's, it's a lot of fair share work. It's just that, you know, as the IGL, it's like, you technically are quote unquote the leader of the team and you have that role of you know just doing the extra mile
1: awesome so what are practices like is it just you guys just you know doing the boards over and over again or is it like strategic what's it?
2: so i think it depends on the day really so i'll generally make the schedule for us and if i want to work on a specific map that day i will put in server time for us and that way we we're all on the same page once we get like into scrims so after we do server time and get everything like you know we discuss everything all together um we pretty much just play other teams and then we get the practice from that
1: okay so is tournament prep different than a regular practice or is it about the same
2: I think it's a little bit more just because we are going into a tournament. We try to we actually have never had a boot camp with each other, which we are going to try this year for Copenhagen, which is really fun. We're all going to fly to L.A. to the CLG facility to go do that because um, we generally we're always online and, you know, just we're just practicing. It's not that much different. It's just like a, it's just an extra like oomph into the work because an
1: hour or two or
2: yeah because it's like we're we want to make sure that we're all prepped on the maps that we worked on and we want to make sure that it's like you know it's secured because sometimes when you play like one map so much since there's like seven of them in counter strike like sometimes you're going to forget stuff on the other map just because you've been grinding that one map so before a tournament, you got to make sure that you're grinding all the maps and it's just like everything is down
1: we're now going to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor, Bet BetOnline, bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports and esports. March Madness, the Masters, and Major League opening Day are right around the corner. BetOnline has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. The best part is when you sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus. The Wilder Fury rematch goes down this Saturday night. We can't think of a better way to wager on the fight than doing it with free money. Head over to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's super easy, and if you're ready into sports and esports betting, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book expert. So I know at one point you lived in a gaming house. What was that like?
2: It was fun. It was so fun. Um, it was like a sorority house. Uh, I mean, it was like you're living with your sisters, you're living with your teammates. I think it was a fun you know, time. How many girls lived there? About five of us
1: you each had your own room. What was, like, the setup?
2: We each had our own room, which is really nice. I think it's nice to kind of balance your personal space with your uh, work area. Mm-hmm. So it was just nice having that. But it was also, like, I got to see my teammates every day, and I couldn't ask for more. I think it was a really fun time. In my
1: Do you find any difference now that you guys are all kind of spread out, or is it kind of really the same?
2: I think it's the same. At least, like, when we're online, we all act the same. We all act the same in person um the only difference is that you know we all we all have our personal lives and we're all from different states really so like for me la i love la but at the same time i also miss my family a lot so being home in seattle is really nice and i think everybody thinks that
1: right it gives you can really kind of go to work and then come home and really kind of keep them separate right um, so what does it feel like to win like a big tournament or match like what is that? that like, tell us what that's like
2: it's an adrenaline adrenaline rush um it's it's like you do all that work that you you prepped for you scrim for all the sweat blood tears that you want to put into this game and you put it all into that hard work there and for those like 15 30 seconds maybe even 5 minutes of just that rush of just winning it it makes it all worth it i like it, I don't I don't even know how to explain it really
1: great um so what was your biggest professional highlight to date what's just you know memorable that just sticks out at you
2: I think Copenhagen last year mm-hmm. probably I think because technically um, when we won last year our first tournament together was WC it didn't feel as um, I want to say like, as like good as copenhagen was because we didn't have goose on our team at the time because of the the country restrictions so i think copenhagen was the first like time like as a full five roster um, that we won as a team together and it just it felt so good
1: nice so what's your favorite part about being a professional gamer
2: i think being able to do what i love to do Mm -hmm. just every day just playing a video game that I love is more than enough it's more than you can ever ask for you know like hey what do you do as a job I play a professional video game and And it's just just, around the world yeah it's just something you can't comprehend sometimes and you're just like wow I get to do this
1: yeah I mean it a lot of the guys I talk to and, you know, I work in a lot of other spaces and I try to explain to them, like, yeah, like to wake up and to play NBA 2K all day or CSGO or Fortnite, something that you just love and enjoy and get paid for it and, you know, to get paid really well. And then, you know, you have these new experiences of traveling, you know, living in L.A. with teammates, going to all these different countries. It's just, you know, who wouldn't right. have asked for it? I definitely didn't know this was gonna exist when I was growing up or I might have, you know, <laughs> focused on Starcraft a little bit more and, you know, law books a little less. <laughs> no, but anyway. So what's like the first game you played? Was it back in N sixty four or before those days?
2: It was probably Super Mario, honestly. Uh on the Yeah, on the N sixty four. It's so probably like Mario Super Mario sixty
1: four. Yeah. That was a good like,
2: record. literally super old. Like, we had that console for so long. I think I was, like, maybe, like, five or six or something like that along those lines. I was pretty young. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember that's the one thing I, I like, when I, guess, I left college. I kind of just, like, okay, no more N64. Like, it was fun for that. Like, I regret that. I, I wish I still had N64 to plug in and run up some Mario Kart. Because Mario Kart's good now, but the N64 one was just...
2: It was super good.
1: It was top flight. Okay, so I like to kind of end each interview with kind of my, my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch? I,
2: uh, Counter-Strike.
1: Counter-Strike.
2: Easy. So,
1: so then I, I assume I know what the second question is. So what's your favorite game to play? Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. <laughs> So then this one might be a little bit different. So who's your favorite video game character? You know, like Mario, Luigi, any, you know, Pikachu. <laughs> I would like,
2: probably like Shy Guy.
1: Okay. Why is that? That's, that's a unique one. I wasn't I don't know where that game.
2: I, I think he's really cute.
1: <laughs> he's a cute little ghost. <laughs> he looks like the emoji, right? The ghost emoji a little. <laughs> I see that. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was you know, very insightful. I'm glad we were able to get it all going.
2: Thank so, you for having me.
1: So, you know, thank you everybody again for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, JustinJESQ, and check Apple Podcasts for all the past episodes. And we'll see you again soon.